Morning, everyone. Merry Christmas. Let's look at these words and think about uh, the wonderful message of Christmas. Let's pray again. Our Heavenly Father, thank you again for your word. Thank you for blessing us with many good things at Christmas time. But thank you most of all for blessing us with the Lord Jesus. And we pray that you would help us to see him clearly today and know that he is the one who was to come and has come. Uh, just as our world needed. We pray in Jesus' name. Amen. When Jesus Christ came into the world, when he was born, some pretty massive things were said about him. There were huge claims made about just this little baby boy and who he would become. We read about some of them just a moment ago in John's Gospel, in our first reading. This baby is, he said, the Word of God. He's God himself who's come to earth to reveal God to us. Uh, this baby is the creator who made all things. Uh, this baby is the source of real life. He's the light that shines in the darkness of our world. Just look at that, the John passage there. Look at the last verse there, the end of it, verse 9. Uh, talking about this baby, it says, The true light who gives light to everyone was coming into the world. These are just some of the massive claims that were made about Jesus and his coming into the world. But you may have noticed that our Bible readings didn't say that much about the birth of Jesus, his coming into the world. They weren't so much about his birth uh, that first Christmas. They're more about Jesus as an adult, aren't they? Uh, and, And about his mission, his overall purpose for coming into our world. See, today we sing wonderful carols about Jesus' birth Uh, But I want us to take now just the next few minutes to read the story in Luke chapter 7, that second reading there, and think about it. Uh, Why that story? Well, because at Christmas time, we remember the coming of Jesus. Uh, But this passage, we get this question asked of Jesus. Are you the one who was to come? Are you the one who all these big claims were made about? Are Are those claims true? Are you the one we've been waiting for? The world has been waiting for. So I just want to spend a few minutes considering that question and this story and our response this Christmas time. So please have your, your hand out there. Uh, the Bible passage is printed there. We're looking at the second one. And I uh, just want to draw out a few ideas and a few thoughts. So come with me. Uh, the first thing we see is that in both those passages, actually, there's a man named John. This is talking about John the Baptist. Uh, we read about him throughout the Gospels and in both of these readings. So John the Baptist, who is he? John the Baptist was a Jewish man who preached a message to the Jewish people, a message of repentance. His message was, turn back to God. Turn back to God because his Messiah, his King, is coming. Our reading from John there says that John was sent by God to testify about the light, about Jesus. John was meant to prepare the way for Jesus, the Christ, to come. And so he boldly, what did he do? He boldly called on people to repent, to turn of their evil ways and turn to God and get ready for the Messiah to come. And it was this bold message that landed John in prison. Because that's what can happen if you're willing to speak up for God and his truth. So now at this point of the story, here's John in prison. But Jesus, he's not in prison. He's out and about doing things. He's teaching and performing miracles. And something about that catches John's attention in prison. So look at me, look with me at verse 18 of Luke 7. Let's go back to the right slide. 
Here we go. Verse 18. Then John's disciples told him about all these things. So what are all these things? They're the incredible actions and miracles of Jesus, aren't they? Just before this, earlier in Luke chapter 7, these are some of the things that Jesus has done. And this is just a few verses before, not to mention the chapters that came before it and the chapters that come after it of all the amazing things Jesus did. Just before this, Luke 7, Jesus has healed a man's servant who was sick and about to die and all he did was, from another town, say the word and the man was healed. And then, soon afterwards, he walked past a funeral procession, walked up to the coffin, and raised the dead man inside it back to life. That's what Jesus did as he walked the earth. And it's these incredible things that John's disciples, his followers, hear and see, and so they report back to John in prison. Why wouldn't you share this news if you saw those things? But this, something about these reports, they, they raise the question for John. Jesus, are you the coming one? See, John sends his disciples back with a question. Look at verse 20. John the Baptist sent us, the disciples, to ask you, are you, Jesus, the one to come? Or should we look for someone else? See, John's asking, are you that promised one who was to come? Are you the Messiah, the King? Are you the one that God promised way back in the Old Testament would come and be our king and reign forever and be our saviour? John the Baptist is asking, are you that one that we need, that the world needs to come? And what's Jesus' answer? Jesus' answer is basically, what do you see? What do you think based on what you see and what you see me doing? See, look at verse 21. It's this beautiful answer Jesus gives. Sometimes Jesus answers a question with a question. It's a little bit like this, isn't it? Look at verse 21. It says, At that time Jesus healed many people of diseases, plagues, and evil spirits, and he granted sight to many blind people. Jesus is doing incredible things. Verse 22, So he replied to them, Go and report to John the things you have seen and heard. And then he says again, These are the things that are happening. See, what's Jesus' answer? He says, what do you see? Who else is doing these things that you see me doing? Who else has this power and authority? Who else is doing the very things that were predicted about the Messiah and his coming? See, here's just an example on the screen. This is an example from the book of Isaiah of the things that were prophesied, that were predicted that the Messiah would come and do. This is seven or 800 years before Jesus when this was written. Isaiah says, Then the eyes of the blind will be opened, and the ears of the deaf unstopped, and the lame will leap like a deer, and the tongue of the mute will sing for joy. This is just one example of all the ways that Jesus fulfilled what was foretold about him. And Jesus is therefore saying, I am the one to come. Look at what I'm doing. I'm doing what was foretold. I've come and I'm doing the very things that God said I would do. What do you see, disciples of John? Go and tell John what you see. Go tell him what I'm doing. That's your answer. And I think Jesus asks us the same question. He gives us that same answer. What do you see when you see Jesus? What do you see when you see him in The scriptures, when you pick up the Bible and read it or you hear from the Bible, 
have you done that? Have you seen Jesus? Have you read about him? Do you know what Jesus said and what he did and who he was and why he came? Do you know about the incredible miracles that he did? Do you know about his acts of great compassion and mercy and grace? Have you heard his intriguing and heart-piercing words? Do you know about his death for you and that he rose to life again? Do you know the story of that first Christmas, his coming when he came into the world? See, it's my hope, it's our hope, that every single person in this room would understand, would see Jesus and know him for themselves. So can I urge you, on this busy day, please, please don't be unaware of the most important man to ever live. Please don't be uninformed. Find out about him. We can help you with that. That's why we're here as a church. And please don't put that on hold. See, it's so, there actually is nothing more important than seeing and knowing and understanding Jesus for yourself. Please don't think that there are other things like even your work or your holiday plans that are more important than seeing and knowing Jesus for yourself. The scriptures tell us that he's the light of the world. He's the light that shines in the darkness of our broken and awful world. He's the one who came into our world, healing the sick and raising the dead. How can you ignore that? And he's bringing an eternal kingdom, an eternal kingdom where sickness and suffering and death are no more. Those are his promises. We should pay attention. See, this is the truth of Christmas, of Jesus coming into the world, that he came as the Messiah, the Christ, the King that God promised would come and that he would bring his eternal kingdom where all things are put right, and where God heals and restores his people to live with him forever when he returns. See, the truth of this is also if you believe in him, if you turn to Jesus, the Messiah, the light, will you get that life, that eternal life, that eternal kingdom that he promises. Life now, knowing Jesus, and life forever living with him. Is this how you see Jesus? I pray that it is for every person here because Jesus goes on to say something a bit intriguing, a bit cryptic, a bit challenging in the last verse of our Luke 7 reading. See, Jesus himself knows that all of this might be hard to believe, that we humans were very good at being used to one way of thinking and finding it hard to think from another person's perspective, let alone God's perspective. And so Jesus says these striking words at the end of our passage in Luke 7. Look at verse 23. This is his final word to make us think. He says, after, after saying, look at what I'm doing, I am the coming one. He says, verse 23, anyone who is not offended because of me is blessed. See, Jesus says, blessed, blessed is the person who isn't offended by what I'm saying, Jesus says who's not offended by the big claims that I make about myself. Blessed is the person who doesn't stumble over me, who isn't tripped up by me, who doesn't misunderstand me and respond wrongly to me. See, what this is saying is, don't let Jesus be someone you write off. Maybe you think he's delusional. Don't do that. Or don't write him off as someone who's, who's not worth your time, not worth investigating or not worth believing in or that he's too hard to believe in. Don't think that Jesus' claims to be the Messiah are too far-fetched to be true. Jesus knew that's how people could respond to him. That's how they did respond to him in his day. 
And for 2,000 years, people have responded to him in that way. But Jesus wants you to be blessed. To be blessed by God. Yes, we enjoy so many physical blessings at Christmas time. We have good food. We have family, I pray. Good, good family time. But what about eternal life? What about the blessing of eternal life to, to those who turn to Jesus? See, if you're someone who maybe you've been offended by Jesus or, or the church, uh, or if you've been tripped up by Jesus, or you're just a bit confused about him, or you know, maybe he's some kind of scandal to you, hear Jesus' words, blessed is the person who isn't offended or tripped up by me. Look again at Jesus. See him for who he is here. Read the Gospels. Read the Bible. Ask your questions. Seek your answers. Don't stumble over Jesus and then just give up and walk away. See, I would challenge every person here to look into Jesus again or for the very first time and see him in the eternal life that he has to offer. Because Jesus, this baby in the manger that we celebrate at Christmas, he is the coming one and he's come. He has brought light into the world, the light of eternal life, the light of salvation. Blessed is the person who isn't offended because of him, who isn't tripped up by him. See him for who he is and trust in him today. Trust him for eternal life. Well, I think our kids have done very well, haven't they? Uh, we're going to pray and then we're going to keep going with the rest of our time. Our Heavenly Father, we give you thanks and praise again for the wonderful gift of your Son. We praise you that he was the one who was to come, the one that we as humanity desperately need, the one who would live a perfect life of obedience and show us what real and true love is, the one who would then show us love by laying down his life for us and dying the death that we deserve. We praise you as well that he rose again so that we too might have eternal life because of him. Heavenly Father, help us this Christmas to see Jesus as he is, to know that he's the coming one, and to rejoice in that eternal kingdom, that eternal life that he has come to give us. Help us to turn to him in trust and faith. And we pray for this in Jesus' name. Amen.